when I stepped in goal, it felt like home and I felt like I could command the field and help contribute in a meaningful way. That, like, I don't even know. It, that's just how it made sense in my head as a kid. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon, and this is the show 100% dedicated to the lacrosse goalie. And on this show, my job is to track down the best goalies in our sport, interview them, and find out what makes them so great. What are some of the stories they can tell us? What are some of the drills that they do, the mindsets that they have that have helped them get to where they're at in their lacrosse goalie career? And hopefully with each episode, you can take a thing or two, apply it to your own game. Last summer, I got really captivated by the Women's World Lacrosse Championships and watched a lot of those games. And one of the young goalies I saw was my guest on the show this week. It's Bella McCullough coming out of the United States, but she actually played for Team Mexico because her parents uh, give her the ability to do that. And we talk about her experience at the World Cup. She's still in college, so what an amazing experience to play with the best goalies in the world while you're still in college and take that experience back to your college team. Great episode with this young lady, and we've got an awesome announcement. She already announced it uh, on her Instagram a couple weeks back, a little bit after we recorded this podcast, but you're going to love this one. It's Team Mexico goalie, Bella McCullough. Before we begin this episode, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is the Lacrosse Goalie Summit 8. In mid-December, we did five days of free virtual lacrosse goalie training featuring the top coaches in the sport, and it was awesome. So many amazing learning moments, so many great drills, so many great mental lessons, techniques, uh, mindfulness, what it takes to succeed as a lacrosse goalie. The event was perfect for all ages, both boys and girls, all skill levels. Everyone learned something. Unfortunately, the event is over, but you still can get access to the replays. That is 19 plus hours of elite lacrosse goalie training from some of the best coaches in the sport. Colin Kirst, Matthew Nunes, Taylor Moreno, Owen McElroy, Drake Porter, Matt Gill, Dr. T, Tim Cassie, Simon Bellamy, Mr. Wonderful, the list goes on and on. There was 19 names. Oh, did I mention Emily Sterling, goalie of the year? She had an amazing presentation. So many awesome learning moments. I guarantee your young lacrosse goalie is going to benefit tremendously from going through these videos, studying the tips, taking notes. If you want to get the replays, laxgoalierat.com slash VIP. It is an insane value. Most of these coaches charge about a hundred bucks an hour. We're talking over 19 hours of goalie coaching for a fraction of that. Check it out. laxgoalierat.com slash VIP. Enjoy the show. All right. Pleasure to welcome to the show lacrosse goalie Bella McCullough. Played for Team Mexico recently in the World Championships. Bella, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and, and I'm glad yeah. we fin finally made it happen. Uh, this is going to be great. Before we get into uh, you know, the World Championships, which I want to talk about in depth, I'd love to hear the story of when you first jumped into gold. Do you remember that? Oh my God, that was so long ago. Um, the first time I played goalie, I was in fourth grade. Um, it was like, I think my U9 team, and it was the first time we could have goalies. I decided in my head, because we only could have like the little like projector things beforehand. I had decided in my head as a kid that I was going to be better than that. And I knew I was like, yeah, for the second I can, I think be so good at it. And so I told my first day of practice for U9 and fall ball, I told my coach, I want to play goalie. And she said, all right, then. And um, it's been history since then. I kind of fell in love with the position on that day. It was awesome. Like, I remember putting on all my gear. I was so nervous. I was like, oh, my God, am I seriously going to do this? And then it just like when I hopped in, it just like I loved it. And I just never wanted to quit. And so I've 
I think nine years later now coming up on that. Like it's been, it's just been so cool. Like, I love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was it about the position? Were you just making like an insane amount of saves as a fourth grader? And you're like, that's it. This is it. This is you it know, for me. Or was there something else about the position that you really loved? Well, like it just, it felt like not even in like a sense of control, but I felt like I knew what was going on at all times. I could see the entire field. I felt very set and secure. And like, I did make great saves as a little nine-year-old, but like, um, for, you know, for nine-year-old goalies, like great saves are great saves. But like when I just felt like when I stepped in goal, it felt like home and I felt like I could command the field and help contribute in a meaningful way that like, I don't even know it. That's just how it made sense in my head as a kid. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. There's, this, there's this one eight-year-old goalie that attends a lot of the events that, that I do. Uh, and his mom says that he's very um, autistic right? Autistic. And he said he really likes the goal, the goalie position, because he feels in control. Like, yeah. that's the one thing. So talk to me a little bit more about that. Like, because that's, that's an interesting statement. So it's like, you get in there, and it's like, all the other positions are sort of, I don't know, you're reacting or, yeah. um, I don't know, talk to me about what that means a little bit more. So I actually have ADHD. And so um, I relate in the sense, like, I, while it's chaos, it's controlled chaos. Like, I am... When I'm there, I know exactly my job, even on other positions, I should know my job, but it's a way of like commanding. It's like a way of like knowing, all right, I'm here, I'm set. I can help my team by calling out where ball is. I know that I have to defend and I have to pay attention to like, not all, like if it makes sense, like that is my school, like my goal is my, like that is my job. And it's a very set position. So like, I'm not having to like focus on, all right, there's my girl. All right. I need to cut right here. I need to move right there. I am scanning and I'm taking in and I'm processing, which I think my ADHD is kind of like a superpower for that. I already see everything like everywhere all at once. And so it allows me to really like hone in on that. I'm like, all right, well, I'm focusing on ball. I know there's a girl that's about to cut straight through and I need to be ready for that, like for a quick pass and a quick shot. And I think that's what I really liked about it. Like I felt like I could, Mm. like I was set. Like I felt like I was like, okay, there's a lot going on and I'm able to like, while it's still overwhelming, I'm able to process it. And I know I'm just in charge of the goal. I'm in charge of making sure nothing goes through and I'm in charge of making sure my defense knows what's going on. And I think that's what I really fell in love with. And I think that just like that love of that has never gone away. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure you're not the only goalie that has the, has ADHD, you know, cause in my head, like when I think of ADHD, you get really distracted really easily, right? Like you're working on something and there's a squirrel that runs by and you're like, Oh, right. Which is very detrimental for a lacrosse goalie. Um, I wouldn't think of it that way. Actually. No. Okay. Go ahead. Ex- so enlighten I actually, me. I enlighten me. Personally, at least with my, uh, my symptoms, I, I had to talk to a psychologist about this. It's like, whereas a lot of people have a spotlight on a stage, like if there's a very busy stage, there's a yeah. spotlight. You can see one thing and you can focus on that. Yeah. Whereas people with ADHD, we don't have that spotlight. Okay. Like, that's what I like to say. That's at least how I've seen it as I've grown up seeing it. I see everything. And while it might seem like I'm not always paying attention, I'm really just scanning my entire scene. Like I'm trying to figure out and discern what's important. And I think with lacrosse, it really like, well, I might like, it might be detrimental to get distracted or be processing other things with the ball. It's kind of like a spotlight in that, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. That's what I've worked on, especially like when I was little, like it was like, I need to be able to focus on ball. Well, I need to know what, well, I also know what's going on. Yeah. There's like, it's a point in the matter. Like you're folk, like you can, a lot of, uh, I'm trying to find the right words for this, but. Well, it's a difficult it's really, skill, right? It's a real difficult yeah. skill. Cause even like. ADHD or no ADHD, like once you really start to hone in on the ball, like you tend to mm-hmm. lose focus of what, of what's going yeah. on around you. Right. I mean, that's just a natural that's human I, thing. That's what I think the magic of ADHD is. It allows me to still understand. I'm like, okay, well, I know there's ball there. I need to focus on that. I can still see the entire scene. And that's what I really like. That's while I have, like, I do work on like other skills to make sure I can still focus. It's a lot sure. of that has been helped through sports and through lacrosse. That's honestly it's been a huge help to my ADHD and it's helped me really focus. Like it helps me realize, well, I need to focus. There's other things I can still do. Well, like if that makes sense, like I get distracted, but I'm not distracted. Yeah. What what are some, what are some of those other things you can still do? For example? Well, like I'm so bad with finding words for things. I swear. Um, I will get my life together one day, but like I can see, all right, I can call out. 
I'm noticing a play. Like, yes, I see a play. Yeah. There's girl with ball. I know I'm following that. I'm on like my left side, but there's a play or there's an ISO coming on my right elbow. I can notice that and I can still call that out or I can see someone's being subbed in all the way from like coming in from their box. Yeah. Like it's all, it's allowing me to still look at what's going on. Whereas we're like, look, like focus on where ball is, but I'm also still able to process pretty like quickly. Yeah. There's something else going on. There's a second play. And it's like, okay. I find it is like, I'm able to juggle a lot more as a goalie and stuff that like, typically I normally, when I'm like super focused, I stress over, I'm like, okay, I just let myself take over. I know what's going on there. I can see what's going on. I like to say I can see the whole field. And even as a goalie, I should be able to, but like, right. even in a play, I'm still able to focus like split second. All right. Interesting. I love yeah. it. So where, where yeah. did you grow up? I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and then I moved to California when I was 10. Nice. Uh, yeah. I'm from California. Where about? I'm um, in the Sacramento area. Sacramento area. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so how did you, I mean, you're at, at 10 years old, like the the Bay Area, Northern California, like the lacrosse scene's growing quite a bit. Uh, but I imagine, you know, we're talking eight, eight, nine years ago, it wasn't as big. So how did you go about like learning how to how to make saves? So I was very lucky at the time, uh, Tenacity, form, formerly Barallax. I'm no longer associated with the club, but when it was still a club, they had just started their Sacramento division. Mm. And so when I was moving there, I was extremely lucky that they just started their Tenacity, like their Barallax elite for Sacramento. And they had my age group, so I was able to try out. And I got to work with um, Kai. I don't remember her last name. She was the goalie at UC Davis around 2014, 2015. She was the big help in how I became who I was. Like she really worked on honing my skills and as a goalie. And so like I worked at Tenacity and then I also was a part of the Sacramento Lacrosse Association, um, their Stingers U9, I think U10 team. Um, and I really got a lot of reps there and I got a lot of practice. Like while lacrosse was really small in my area, Sacramento was a big enough place that there were still opportunities. And luckily my parents were so supportive and willing to drive me everywhere to get me to practice and to get me to tournaments and stuff. So it was really nice. I like that. I just looked it up. Kai Murphy. Yeah. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Kai Murphy. Right. She Kai was Murphy. amazing. I miss her so much. I think about her to this day because she was just such a big impact on my lacrosse journey. Yeah. I was just thinking yeah. that it's actually, um, you know, you have more D1 women's programs in California than men's has zero now. There's zero yeah, uh, men's unfortunately. program. Unfortunately, we just lost uh, Whittier, which is like the only one. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Davis is not that far away in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And yeah, so what, I used to go, what down, go ahead. Pardon. Oh, I used to go down to Davis to watch scrimmages as a kid, like all the time. It was my favorite and like games. It was just so cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, what did what did Kai, you know, specifically teach you? Were you guys just going through the basics of positioning and and you know, stance and save movement and that type of stuff, or were there some other things involved there? So I learned a lot of the basics in Atlanta because I was there for about through for a year practicing with a coach and I was getting a lot of reps just as a goalie, which I was yeah. very thankful for. Um, but when I worked with Kai, it was a lot of working on clearing and working on like not being scared of the ball and stepping out and being explosive. Mm. Like if I can get my hands there and I can get my body there, I can make the save. And so that's what we really worked on. Um, as well as yeah, just clearing and getting patience. And I still struggle with this to this day. I am sure. so impatient when I get the ball. Um, I want everyone to be ready the second I have it. And so it was really working on, all right, getting the long pass out, seeing my outlets. And like, that's what I, I spent, like, it was a lot of like explosiveness, stepping, like not being scared of the ball and then clearing it. That's what we really worked on that year. And I think it was honestly like when she, before, when she had left, I had learned so much and I was, I'd missed her a lot when she had like uh, ended up graduating and moving back home. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's such yeah. focus on like, you know, one little element of the game, like clearing can be really, ch um, can really change your game. Right. W when you get out there mm -hmm. and now I'm confident in the clear, uh, yeah. it can really help you quite a bit. Um, yeah. and yeah, scared of the ball. I mean, everyone's got to, everyone's got to work through that. Right. There's just so, it's yeah. just so natural to like flinch or like turn your body when the shot, you don't want to get hit. Like get hit. in the end, you don't want to get hit by a ball, but it's not, once you start get, not getting used to it, but you're, you know what you're expecting and you know what's coming. It's a lot less scary. And I think that's something that was really good to work on. Yeah. Well, it is getting used to it in the sense that like when the shots first come at you, like involuntarily, like, you know, close yeah. your eyes or like, you know, kind of like bring your hands in your chin down and you really have to like train that out of your system so that now yeah. I, I'm not like scared of it and I can, I can react to it. Yeah. Um, 
Well, very cool. Um, yeah. Your favorite part about being a lacrosse goalie, Bella? Oh my God. It's, it's so amazing. I was just all right in general. Um, <laughs> honestly, I think it's seeing the play finish out after I make the save. Mm-hmm. Like seeing the end goal, like I get the, I get an amazing save or I get a good save. I get a touch on the ball. I clear it out and makes it to offense and we score knowing how hard my defense had worked and knowing how hard I had worked to make sure we didn't lose that opportunity. And we managed to gain something out of it is honestly my favorite part. It's like, regardless if we win or lose, I'm like, I know that my job was done. I know my defense's job was done. And yet like we get to celebrate as a team, knowing that was a whole team effort to get that ball across the field. Love it. Love it. Yeah. You, men- yeah, you mentioned spending all that time with Kai sort of working on, um, you know, not being scared of the ball and then also clearing. Mm-hmm. What are you, what would you say, what part of your game are you working on right now? Right now? Um, so I just came out of fall ball for my college team. And so what I really was focusing on with um, our new coach, we were working on explosive, like explosiveness, just because like I'm already an explosive goalie but we were working on a lot of like lower explosiveness. So I wanted to change my game up a little bit Um, in comparison to a lot of women's goalies. I wanted to work on really getting my whole body to the ground and in front of the ball. And Mm -hmm. so we were working on that a lot and working just like flexibility on a save, if that makes sense. Like, am I able to get right back up ready for another rebound? Or like, can I like get into those, like get into a lower save. That's like a lot harder, if that makes sense. Like it's working on just explosiveness and getting the whole body behind it. Yep. And honestly, it's changed my game a lot and I really have enjoyed working on it. Like I have um I'm doing some I'm practicing with some uh, my teammates tonight and I think it's going to be really good because I'm going to get to keep working on that. And so, yeah. I love it. It's been I the main it. game, yeah. Awesome. And talk to me a little bit about your style of play. Uh bigger goalie, right? I I'm looking at this picture right of you right here and you're right at the crossbar. Um so yeah, you're pretty I'm tall. Yeah, 5 foot 11 and a half. Five foot eleven and a half and six foot with yeah. the helmet. There you go. Truly. It's I'm a bigger goalie. And so a lot of field players see that as, oh, let's shoot low. Let's try and get her to have to move all the way down. I have really had to combat that as especially during high school and club. Um, I'm a freshman in college, so that's really what I've been able to relate to recently. Um I've a very explosive, I'm a very quick moving goalie. If I have to get like my goal. Frankly, I'm like, I don't care positioning wise. I'm like, if I can get the ball, that's really what I'm trying to do. Um, So I'm not looking for a perfect save, like perfect position. I'm always looking like, can I get my body behind this? What can I get behind this save? That's kind of like my play style. I'm explosive. I use my body a lot more than I probably should. Um, I end up pulling stuff way too often. Um, Like not great, but you know, it it is what it is. yeah, so I, I use I use my body a lot, if that makes sense. I use my body, and I'm a very aggressive, like not aggressive, but I'm I'm aggressive. I'm an aggressive goalie. I get out there. If there's a ground ball like near me, that's my ball. If there's an interception, I see that's my ball. If there's a girl that's unmarked, like right in the middle of that, like right in front of my crease, that's mine. Yeah, that's really like that has what I've been for the past couple of years, and that's really what like that's what I really focused on. Why like awesome. with my play style? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I love goalies like that. Um, yeah, I mean, any, any way you can help out the team, right? You get one of those interceptions yeah. or uh, a ground ball. I mean, it's just as good as a save. Um, yeah, I found that a lot of taller goalies, the re- the the um, f- scouting report is always that like shoot low, shoot low, shoot low, yeah. right? Because they're so they're they're so tall, it's tough for them to get down there. And then as a result, like mm-hmm. the, those goalies end up seeing so many low shots, like in practice and and outs and in games mm-hmm. that like it becomes a strength. Um, yeah. of theirs and it kind of sounds like you're in the same boat would you agree yeah I love to bait that's like that is like mm. one of my favorite things I love to bait a player to make them think they can shoot low and I'm going to get to that save regardless yeah now do yeah. you use that every single time or are there like certain no. moments in the game that you would bust out the baiting I typically bait and I hate to say this because I know other people probably listen but they well they do listen um I typically bait during an eight meter um Just because that's when they're trying to, that's when they have a really good time to think about their shot. Um, I like to, I sit a little taller on my eight meters for the most part, just to make it like, make them think, yeah, she's going to move a lot slower to that bottom, that ground ball. Yeah. The other grounder, if they're shooting grounder or bouncer, I'm going to low shot. I, my brain is fried today. I'm so sorry. It is fine. I'm coming up on finals week and I have been stressing, but, um, 
No. So anytime I'm seeing a low, like a low shot, or I'm going to see a uh, bounce shot, I'm typically trying to stand up higher to Mm. at least make them think that they can shoot lower and they have that space. Yeah. And that's kind of how I prefer to bait when it comes to that sideways. I'm like, I know I can get to either if I'm getting my body behind it. So I typically just try and get big and try and make it clear that like they might be slower to the ball on the ball low. Yeah. And so when it does come low, then are you, is your safe style, you mentioned making a lot of saves with your body is your safe style to like get the legs down there or do you get the stick down there as well? So I'd if I can get the stick down there quickly, I'd love to, but a lot of the time my stick goes down first and then I follow with the rest of my, my body, my legs, and I'm just trying to cover as much ground in front of where that ball's going as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot. I found that a lot easier for me because while I know I can probably get a foot behind it or something, I'd rather just get everything behind it. Um, and like, that's what I've talked to with, with my coaches about. And that's really what I've been working on. And that's been pretty successful so far. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. When, when did you, uh, first decide that, all right, I'm going to play, uh, I'm going to play lacrosse at the, at the college level. That's been the goal since like I started playing. Um, if that makes sense. Um, well not since I started playing, um, when I moved to California, I really realized there was an opportunity to play lacrosse in college. Um, Mm -hmm. that's what my club was really for. And while we started really young, I started to get it in my head. I was like, well, I know that I'm good and I know I'm going to be good. If I keep putting the work in, I think I want to play in college. And so I lost sight of that a little bit my freshman year of high school. And that ended up really being a detriment towards my recruiting journey. But um, it's, it's been the goal since basically day one to play in college. It's my dream. It was my dream and it still is. And so, yeah. Living the yeah, dream. It's, Just living the I dream. Am. I'm so thankful for it too. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned, so you mentioned you lost sight of it. Uh, that probably happens to a lot of kids, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, life gets in the way. I'm curious what happened to you and how kind of, how you got, how you got back on track. It was a mix of me having a falling out with my club team over me being put on a middle school team in high school mm, yeah. and then burnout. And uh, there's no yeah. other way to say it. My fall ball where I would be getting a lot of recruiting videos I refused to play I didn't want to play club I just wanted a break and I ended up actually playing water polo um so it was a little bit of a switch but um I was really burnt out I didn't want to play lacrosse that like I didn't want to play club right then I wanted to just maybe I wanted to play like my high school team my coach is literally I miss her so much she's the most amazing coach and so I was just burnt out and unhappy with it and so on it, like, I just, I didn't want to play. And I ended up combating that through a lot of hard talks with my parents. Um, yeah. They were like, if you don't want to play, then why are we spending the money on more gear? Why are we spending the money on new sticks? Um, and I had to really think, I was like, if I want to play at a higher level and if I want to play competitively, I need to be able to reset. And so going into my high school season, um, I actually got injured, which helped kind of wake me up to, uh, realizing lacrosse might have not been in the picture all the time Mm -hmm. so it kind of it was a mix of my parents basically getting on me about it and like in the most thing I'm so thankful they did because I was being a butt about it um and then me getting injured I was like well lacrosse might not always be in the picture and I know I want to still play in college once I get better I want to put the effort back in and yeah it was I'm really thankful I did yeah I think that burnout you know, when you, when you're, when you're going that hard is, is can be pretty common, right? And you're playing mm-hmm. almost, almost year round. Maybe there's a little bit of a break, but you know, you know, there's yeah. a lot of games, a lot of games, a lot of weekends, a lot of practices, yeah. a lot of shots. Yeah. Get and, like two or three weeks off, maybe tops all yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes you do really need to take a look at what's going on and, and take a break. And it like, you know, like you said, for your parents, it might not make sense because hey, we just spent, you know, 100, 150 bucks on this new head. And and but you know, when we talk about mental health, like 150 bucks is is nothing in the grand scheme of yeah. things. So I yeah. do think that while it's a very tough decision, oftentimes, you know, if you are burned out, going to play water polo, going surfing, going, you know, yeah. doing whatever hiking, whatever it is you like to do, uh, can serve you pretty well. And it sounds like you mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. It's so important to make sure burnout doesn't take over. Yeah. Even like, even if it's like, it feels like it's lurking. I typically take like a week off, like of just lacrosse. Like I'll still go work out. I might go like 
play basketball or something yeah just yeah yeah to prevent that burnout um it's so I don't have that bad of an episode of burnout again that was honestly and I'm very thankful I got my head out of it because I really like lacrosse has been my life since day one basically and so yeah awesome so you find you refine the love you work back from that injury and then at that point, like, was it, was it sort of like you missed a window to get some looks at colleges or like, were they still, were they still some, some of them still sort of knocking on the door? So I had looks going, going into my sophomore year, my junior year. It wasn't D1. I wasn't skilled enough to be playing D1. I wasn't even probably skilled enough to play at the level I play at now. Um, but I had a couple D3s and I had some D2s and just NAIs like very much still looking at me in my sophomore year, I really hit the ground running and worked on my skills and really worked on basics again to like, just kind of rekindle my, like rekindle my skills, rekindle like what I wanted to do. And then going into my junior year, I actually, um, I'm going into my junior year. I committed pretty early to a school and that was, I had the look, it was a really good D it was, it was a good detail. Um, and it ended up not working out going into my senior year. Uh, due to part partially the way I was playing during a game and just not seeing eye to eye with the coach. Um, mm. It was, I'm very actually thankful it happened. Um, I don't think that was the school for me. And I yeah. think I was very much D2 or bust at that point. Um, but yeah, it really like, I had to rethink my entire career in high, senior year of high school. And I ended up picking the school I'm at now, Penn, William Penn. They, I had a couple offers after that, after I had, decommitted from the one school I had a couple offers and I went on a visit to Penn and I went on a visit to a couple others and I just I fell in love with it um and yeah I ended up here love it love it what was yeah. it about William Penn that uh that really got you so it was a mix of where the program was going and the coach um Caitlin Sherman uh shout out to her she no longer coaches here unfortunately yeah but she had such a big vision and such a drive to coach and a love to coach that I felt so like, I felt like I was already a part of the team before I made, was a part of the team. Like she was just so like dedicated to her players. She was like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to improve. This is how we're going to grow. Cause William Penn is a, this is their fourth year as a program. And so we, we have been not always the best. And so it's been a lot of building. And so she had such a strong plan and such a strong drive to build the program that I was like, I think I could be a part of this. And I think I, I can grow with this team. And so that's how I ended up here. And I'm pretty thankful for it, but um, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And before we we're recording, you mentioned some future plan. I don't even know. I should ask you if we can talk about those or no. We can. Um, right. As long as this is posted after this week, um, oh, yeah, I yeah. actually, I've decided to transfer to an NCAA D1. Um, well, I said earlier, my skills weren't at the time of getting offers, weren't at the D1 level. I have spoken with a coach that does see me at that level now, especially after Women's World Champs. Um, yeah. So I'll be transferring uh, in the after semester to uh, Longwood University. Let's go. I'm really excited for that. Let's yeah. go. All right. Longwood go University. What? Uh, what's their mascot? Uh, they're the Lancers. They've got a uh, Longwood like University Lancers. Of course yeah. they are. Yeah. Of course they are. Just rolls off the tongue. Well, congratulations. Love the alliteration. Thank yeah. you. I am so thankful. I've been so, like, I've worked so hard to get to this point. And while I'm thankful for what William Penn gave me, I unfortunately do have to look towards my future. And um, if I want to play pro, which I kind of want to, yeah, going and playing at a higher level division would be helpful. All right. Well, I can't wait to see yeah. you there. Um, yeah. and congratulations on all the hard work. It's just so awesome when, uh, when it pays off, right? <laughs> like so yeah. much work put in so many, probably so many tears, so many injuries, so many times where you're like, ah, oh, I'm not cut out for this. And then, um, and then, yeah. you, and then you make it and it, it's a great feeling, right? It finally feels like everything I did paid off and yeah. even like at Penn, it felt like it paid off, but yeah, it's just been very validating. It's been a very validating experience for me. Yeah. Uh, I'd love yeah. to talk about the world championships. Um, yeah, that's that's where I first heard the name Bella Bella McCullough. I mean, I I um, I'll be honest. Before last year, I didn't watch any women's lacrosse really, and I didn't mm -hmm. understand the game. You know, I didn't really understand it. And then I sponsored a bunch of goalies, and I'm then uh, two. Uh, I started that two seasons ago, and I watched yeah. tons of games. And I'm like, wow, this is great. It's a different sport yeah. than men's lacrosse, but I love it. 
Definitely. I really, I really enjoy yeah. watching women's lacrosse and then come the world championships and they were just amazing. They were phenomenal from the outside looking in. Uh, but I would love to hear your experience. Um, you played with team Mexico, which first of all, tell me how that came to be. Are you, are you, do you have, well, just tell me how yes. that came to be. So women's world championships first of all, were such an amazing experience. Every single time I think about that, I got to go there, that I was part of that team. I, honestly start tearing up I it was I love that I love my girls but um yeah my mom's Mexican so my mom was born in Mexico um Monterrey to be specific um she was born in Mexico my dad's actually was born in Atlanta so my mom had Mexican citizenship as well as Canadian which was a little funny trying to figure out I was like well if I want to be able to try for our team which one could I go for um but yeah. my mom's Mexican so I actually have my Mexican citizenship as well as my U.S. so I have a dual and that allows me to play for Mexico as well. Um, I'm frankly not good enough to play for Team USA. They're amazing. And I love the goalies. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, I got a really cool opportunity with Mexico. So initially we were going to go to a Paula's Sixers tournament and I was going to apply to be able to be a part of the team. And unfortunately they didn't end up having, they had a full roster and they actually didn't end up going. And so I was like, okay. And they're but like, they're like, feel free to apply for world champs. And I did. And so I went through the application process and I ended up being selected for tryouts. Um, we went through, I think, I think it was two rounds. If that, Yeah. Or two or three. Um, one of the first one was like, just like video based, like mm -hmm. try, like looking at us like online, like practicing with the team. If you're in Mexico, if you lived on the East coast and you were close to DC practicing with the girls. And then they had the U S the U S based tryouts and the Mexico tryouts, which were to oh. even further narrow down the playing pool. So I actually didn't actually end up being able to make the U.S. Uh, base trials because I was in Texas for um, President's Cup. And no, I wasn't in Texas. I had something, but I got to I got a look at Texas. Um, I got looks from Daniela Epler, if that makes this is a very scrambled story. I'm very sorry. But um, Daniela Epler got to watch me play instead of going to the U.S. base trials um, mm -hmm. in Texas. Um and then I sent in a lot of extra film I of me practicing, of me playing. I was like, whatever I can get, I'm going to send in. And so after that, they made a cut to, I think, around 50 girls. And 50 of us all got the chance to go to Mexico City um, and try out. And so it was during spring. It was actually during my high school spring season. I had to miss a game for it. It was a big drama, like big, big dramatics. It was insane. We actually had two <laughs> midfielders play goalie that game. We won like 20-0, which was awesome. But um no, so I went to Mexico City and I tried out with some of the most amazing people I've ever met. Um, I love those girls. A lot of them were still in contact, even if they didn't make the team. Yeah. Um, and then they cut it down to the 18-man roster and plus the alternates. And I was so sure that I wasn't going to make the team because yeah. I was 17 years old. Yeah. I was like, I'm 17. I am literally just graduating high school. I'm still going to college to play lacrosse, but... I felt like I wasn't going to be good enough in comparison to the other goalies um, to make the team. Because we knew Zoe was going to be playing. She couldn't make it to the tryouts, but there was a high chance she was going to make the team. And I was playing against some really other good, like these other great goalies. And so when I saw my name on the list, I think a week after I was back home, I think I was actually working on a puzzle because I'm a big nerd and I love puzzles. Um, <laughs> I see a message from Daniela saying, congratulations, you've made the team. And I look on Instagram and my name's Isabella McCullough on that list of the final 18 man roster. And let me tell you, I was sobbing. My parents were sobbing and it just, it felt so freaking cool to me that I got to even try out and I got to go. That is amazing. Well, congratulations, congratulations again. Chaotic. Thank you. I yeah. honestly, it still doesn't feel real that I was even a part of this team. Oh, you were, you were part of the team. What, what do you say? There's a lot of goalies that probably feel like you did, uh, when they try out for a team, like I don't belong here. Right. Like, I don't think I'm going to yeah. make it. I'm not that good. Mm -hmm. What do you say to goalies in that situation now that you've been in that situation and you were that good? Honestly, it's the self-talk that was killing me. It's the negative self-talk and something I could say to other goalies now is like, well, you're still good enough to be able to try out. You're still getting an opportunity to try out. And even like, this sounds terrible. Even if you don't make the team, you still got to try out. You still, you're still getting the opportunities, you know, there's next time you can keep going. And like, it's really having to reset that mindset. Like even I'm like, okay, I don't feel like I played great on this play, but maybe this next play I can play better. Mm -hmm. um, 
Like it's really trying to switch that mindset. And I wish I had done that because I feel like I would have been a lot less anxious leaving um, my tryouts. So it's like really adjusting the self-talk. I think that's so important. Like positive self-talk only like, yeah, I did great while still being like realistic. Like you're like, well, this is what I can work on for next time. This is what I know I can work on. Right. But also like this was a great opportunity and I really, I'm so grateful that I even got to try out kind of thing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What were some lessons that you learned uh, while you were there? Because, you know, not only are you playing with team Mexico, but you're playing against the the best girls in the world, the best goalies in the world, the best shooters in the world. Uh, I'm curious if there's any lessons or stories that came out of it for you. Um, I learned to that I need to keep bringing energy, if that makes sense. So perfect sense. Uh, for for really good example, when we played Italy, I we a lot of my energy, and I feel like a lot of our like our defensive like sets, we were really successful because I was bringing a high energy. I was bringing all right, guys. Even if we're down one, or even if we're like tired, I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's keep pushing, let's keep moving. And um, um, both of our coaches agreed that I needed to keep bringing good energy and high pot, like high great positive vibes. If that makes sense, like I. Learned that like that um, is so important. Sorry, one second. All good. My mother's trying to call me. Um, no, so bringing a really good energy and just bringing my intensity and not being scared or overwhelmed by what's going on was so important. Like, again, I was 17 at the tournament and I was frankly scared out of my mind. I was like, these uh-huh. girls are like way older than me they are way more skilled than me and I'm gonna see face their shots and so my coach Joe I don't even know it's like like Nelly she is amazing she was honored by I think USA Hall of Fame um she she is just a great coach she worked for SDX um she um she sat down with me and she's like look and this was going into us playing after us playing our first scrimmages against Argentina and um the Netherlands she sat down with me she's like look you need to be able to like, we need to lock down you, even when you're feeling overwhelmed and like freaked out, you still need to be the base. You still need to be solid and you need to make sure that your energy is bringing positive, like bring good vibes towards the, t- the team. Yeah. Like it's like, we should, we really had to focus on me being an anchor on the team and helping like propel positive, like propel our energy. I'm like, okay, what can I do in this moment? I'm like, if I can't, if I feel like I'm not going to make the safe and I should be able to, like, what else can I do to improve my game? Like, I know I can, like, I know I'm supposed to make the save, but what else can I add on? Like, what can I do to keep supporting? And that was something, like, really, like, a lot of positive self-talk and a lot of self-confidence, like, we had to work through just because, like, I felt like I wasn't supposed to be there. I Like, even if I was, I felt like, all right, I'm terrified out of my mind. These are good shooters, but what can I do positively? Like, what can I focus on knowing that I'm like, all right, this is just a shooter. Like, that's really what we worked on, if that makes sense. Like, we worked on, like... Mm-hmm discerning further than like okay well she's a good shooter like all right well it's a shot i'm about to see a shot let's just save it kind of thing like bring positive vibes and try not to like get stuck in your head that's really what i learned throughout that entire tournament because it is a mental game once you get out there oh yeah like your skill takes you so far but it becomes mental and so that's really what uh joe and patraka and i worked on throughout that tournament i love it i love it um I was also the same, like I was a real big energy guy, uh, on the team. And I'm curious mm-hmm. for you, you know, when, when you are that, uh, propeller, that energy propeller, as you said, what do you do when you just don't feel it? Right. Cause there's certain days where you just like show up and you're like, oh man, like I'm not, you know, you wake I'm not up, re- you're not feeling it. Yeah. I don't really feel mm-hmm. it. I don't really want to play. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like getting hit. And there's certain days, like certain practices, certain moments where you have that. And if it's okay, like if you're you know, if you're not the energy guy, you can kind of like blend in a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, like Damon's acting the same as he always does. He's just playing, right? But if you are that yeah. that vocal energy guy, now all of a sudden, like that absence of the propeller is kind of hurting for the team. So I'm curious on those days, what what do you do personally? When you're quiet, it's noticeable, if that yeah, makes sense. So right, right. I personally, if it's before practice or before a game or whatever, I listen to one song. And it's literally my go-to. That is my energy. It's like, all right, if I hate, if I hate lacrosse right now, not not saying I would, 
But like, if I'm like not feeling it today, I don't want to go to practice. I don't want to go like play in a game. I listen to X going to give it to you by DMX. And I just act like this is going to be the biggest thing of the day. I'm like, this is what I need to put my energy into. I'm like, I made the decision to be a part of this. I need to put my energy into this. So I like, I listen to X going to give it to you. And that's like my lock. And I like dump all my stuff out from the day. I dump all my feelings out for the day. And I'm like, all right, lacrosse. This is what I'm going to do today. And it's just, it's such a nice boost. If that makes sense. It's the intensity. It brings the intensity for me. And it brings like, it let, lets me flush out all of my icky feelings for the day. If I don't want to go to practice where I'm not feeling it. If it's during practice and I just hit a wall, I step away for a couple seconds. Um, typically like between a set or something in a drill, I like kind of do a mental checklist. I'm like, what's going on today? Why am I feeling this way? And then I'm like, all right, I'm like, let's put this, let's table this for now. And I'm going to focus on just keeping up with what I can do. Like every five reps, I'm going to focus on like talking or every five reps, I'm going to focus on like calling out, like just bringing the energy back up. And yeah, it sounds so weird too. I tap myself on the helmet um, too. I'll take my stick and I'll like, when I'm doing that mental checklist after I've like wiped, like, like gone through, I'll just tap myself on the helmet. I'm like, all right, refocus. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's honestly what I typically do if I'm just like, I need to like bring my energy back up. I love it. Yeah. X gonna yeah. give it to you. X gonna uh, give it to you. It's my song. <laughs> All right. I'll put that one on my gym, my, my Goldie gym playlist. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I like that one. Um, awesome. Uh, so talk to me about playing with a new team to so team Mexico, right? Like um, yeah. you obviously, maybe, you know, some of the girls, but you don't know, you don't know the whole mm-hmm. team. It's kind of playing with a brand new team. Um, you know, how do you yeah. go about being a leader? How do you go about being a great teammate on a brand new team? I guess you've done it twice now in the last, in the last couple of, yeah. uh, in it's, the last year. It's so. funny. I've, I've played for four teams now in one year, which is so yeah. fun, like right. completely different time periods too. But, um, with Mexico, it's a very different situation, if that makes sense. Like, we, I met most of the girls at tryouts, but I had never met Zoe Ochoa before. Like, I had never got to meet my other goalie in my life. Um, yeah. I never met one of my coaches. Um, honestly, like, I talked to some of the girls, but most of them I hadn't spoken to before. And there's also the language barrier. Because most of the girls are from Mexico, and they right. speak, like, very good Spanish. Like, they're they're fluent. I'm... Like their native speakers. I'm not personally. I'm working on being fluent and I use Spanish in my household a lot more than I used to, but <laughs> I my Spanish is not at the same. They're at a here and I'm at like a here on right. using it and just like their skills. So I it was a lot of like bonding, if that makes sense. Like when we got to Maryland, we all just like we immediately all started hanging out. We started getting to know each other. I was really, cause my roommate's a defender. I actively was trying to hang out with her and get to know her and talk to her. And I hung out with a lot of the defenders and us players and us, we all went to dinner with the girls and we were just like really working on like getting to know our team and getting to know our personnel. And so actually it was hilarious as our first day there after like, like the day we all got there, the next day we had a scrimmage against the Netherlands. So it was an ultimate test of like, all right, brand new squad. What are we going to do with this? And so mm-hmm. I like was like really like trying to be like, all right, I'm going to try my best. And I actually ended up starting to adopt using Spanish in part of my calls. Like, like I would call it where fall, like pelota izquierda or pelota derecha. Like I try, try to start doing that immediately. Yeah. But um, when we played the Netherlands, it was very chaotic. It was, I was frankly, uh, my Zoe and I were talking beforehand and then Patraka comes up to us. I was our coach. He goes, Bella, can you start? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm sitting there in my head, like, oh my God, why the hell is this happening? Why am I, why is he asking me to start? And so he goes like, go live it up, girl. I'm like, okay. And so I get in there and I played well and I think I did good, but like I was working so hard on trying to build my chemistry with my defense Yeah. after meeting these girls like four or five hours ago. Like if that, not even four, like 12, but like I met those girls that day basically. Yeah. And All I'm right. like having to build a relationship to build a national team with them. And so honestly, after that scrimmage, we had a lot to work on, but we had about a week, bef- not a week, a couple, like five days before our first game. So it was a lot of like, literally we are spending every single minute with these girls. Like that's your new family. That's your new mm-hmm. everybody. And I think it helped my mom actually, my mom and dad come with me on that trip. 
they were gonna come in after like after for my first game or no my second um my dad actually didn't end up making up he's he had to watch from home unfortunately at work but my rest of my family was gonna come out after i think that was really nice because it left no distraction i'm like okay i'm like i can focus on spending time with the girls like it really was like every minute on the minute we were hanging out with each other like that was like that became my family and so at practice that just felt like a different situation in my family i'm like all right guys like we would focus on one thing for the day um maybe like it was like working on our like defensive set like our new like our defense calls and all that and it was like really like we were just working reps working reps like making sure we knew what we were doing and so like we played a scrimmage like at the end of our like practice week against Argentina and there was just a marked difference on our defense. Like, and I was a marked difference on our offense, like working on my communication. Like I had to focus on like, all right, language barrier. How can I adjust my communication? So the girls know what what I'm saying. And so that everybody knows what I'm saying. Yeah. And luckily everyone spoke at least a little bit of Spanish on the team. Um, some more than others, but, um, it was really like we had to fight through the communication barrier and we had to fight through all that to make sure we were all connected. And I think spending so much time with the girls helped. Like it was amazing. And I still miss all of them. Like they were, it was such a fun time with them. I bet. I bet. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've heard from a lot of goalies is that, you know, building those off the field relationships Mm -hmm. really, really helps you once you do get on the field. And it sounds like, you know, that was, that was the same scenario for you as well. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, when we come back for interview number two, you and I can do it in Spanish. Oh, so keep, keep studying. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm living All in, right. Ar- I'm living in Argentina. Do you know that my, my wife is from here? I've heard. Uh, yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah. I speak, um, I don't know, decent Spanish. I feel like I should yeah. speak a lot better, but, um, I'm thinking and talking in English all day, but anyway, yeah. next time, next time it's we do it in Spanish. Switch. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you really got to like uh, switch into a different mindset. But the other yeah. point I wanted to make is, you know, you said like pelota derecha, right? Like ball right. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you are you're all native English speakers, it's still very useful to like have that yeah. list of terms like mm-hmm. in your head or or even written down. I know I know teams yeah. that like write it down, and you maybe you did the same. Like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna write down some Spanish terms that I can throw out there uh as like my defensive communication so that, that that's another good playbook. takeaway as well playbook yeah talk yeah. to me about we that we had a playbook um Potraka came up with it we didn't use it as much as we wanted to but like it was for the terms they were all in spanish and then we have like translation in english and so i remember i think we had that yeah we had some for defense at least and so we had a couple phrases and i we use those and then we'd also use like crash and like a couple terms in english all the girls knew or i'd be like for the most part, we all figured out what we were all trying to say. It just, yeah. It, it, it was this hard switch, but it was, yeah. Having like a set team terms is so helpful. Like um, I'm still learning my team here's terms. Like, like they use like, like they use a different like hot cold system where I'm like your slide, your first slide, your second slide. Yeah. Right. Where that's where I'm used to. It's like each team has their own terms and you got to figure them out in order to be successful. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Uh, your best save or maybe your best game from the world championships. The best game was Italy by far. I went on yeah. um, eight saves on nine shots. Um, I felt like badass. Like it was awesome. Mm-hmm. My best save though. Oh, that is really hard. I can think of my funniest save. Yeah, um, that's, just that's just as good. Just as good. Yep. Um, I got hit in the throat playing Hong Kong oh, no. and it, it it hurt like a bee, but it was funny. Um, I basically, my my helmet, when I went up to, I thought the ball was traveling further up than it was. So I was trying to track it up. And so my throat guard went up with it on an eight meter and the girl hits me right here. Oof. And it gets stuck because I overcorrect to try and bring it down. Yeah. And so the video has me going like this. Like I looked like I was throwing up the ball. <laughs> and it was just so funny and like honestly i couldn't breathe after we had like five minutes left in the game my coach wouldn't sub me out i'm like trying to get i'm like let me out i can't breathe and she's like you're good and i was like okay but um no that one was hilarious but there was um there was one during israel that i had such a good tip on the ball and it was like upward and like i got it like the ball was like right here and i barely got my stick under it and i punched it off and it was like that one was one of my personal favorites. Like, right. yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. That Italy game though was just, oh, that was such a cool game. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, they did a really good job of covering those games. I mean, I think like every mm-hmm. single one, nearly every single one, yes. maybe not everyone, but nearly every single game was like on TV to, to watch. They so were all, they were, they were all, all on available there? on ESPN plus. Yes. I feel like, yeah. I feel like some of them were missing, but on ESPN plus some maybe of them not lost. I, yeah. Anyway, was they did a great job of covering. That's yeah. a, that, that's kind of my yeah. point. And so you, you could watch all the games and like really watch all of the, um, you know, it's Argentina's first time there and like, you know, a lot of, a lot of countries first times there. And like, it's just so cool Mm -hmm. to watch, uh, you know, goalies at at different levels. Cause you could obviously see like, you know, the difference between skill level between some of the goalies. And it was great. It was great to watch. It was really fun to watch. I love Argentina's goalies. They're such sweethearts. Um, those girls were like, we were just hyping each other up their whole tournament. And honestly, like, cause we scrimmaged before we started and they were just so nice to me. Yeah, I was so nervous talking to them. I was like, "You guys did great!" And like, it was just so cool. Like, all the goalies were just awesome there. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, okay. Any other stories out of the World Championship? I feel like we, uh, I feel like we hit that hit that pretty good. What can I talk? Oh my gosh. Um, I know if there was a one of the. This is kind of like not fully World Championship, but it was with the girls. We ended up at a screamo Mexican restaurant. Like there was a like there was a bar. It was a bar Mexican restaurant. It was me and some of the girls on the first night we were traveling together and we were trying to get to know each other, get dinner. And we're like, the Mexican place looks good. We're like, let's just get Tex-Mex. And so we get there and it's like half bar, half Mexican restaurant. And it was like nine o'clock. And then like five minutes when we get there, we sit down, all the lights cut off and like, like it's like turned into a bar and there's a screamo band playing (laughs) in the room right next to us. And like, it was just so funny. And like, it just kind of became an inside joke for the rest of the tournament, but it was, honestly like it was so so fun like those girls like spending time with them has been was so nice and like i still talk to my roommate from the dorms yeah like her like every time she changed her hair color i got a text and she's like this is my hair color now by the way how's life going and I'm like it's good yeah though it's it was it's a family still and like those girls honestly they were the best love it how do you handle um because you had two goalies right on on team yes. mexico and zoe zoe played as well you know how did you guys handle the split um, and how did you handle it personally? Because sometimes, uh, goalies, you know, when they are the backup and kind of be a little bit of a, of a gut punch, especially, you know, if you think you're better and I'm just love to hear kind of how you handled the split of time. So I actually didn't expect to play at all. Um, I came into the tournament knowing, okay, I'm playing with Zoe Ochoa three years started at Boston college. Like she was insane. Like Zoe's mm-hmm. amazing. And like Daniela Epler talked her up so much. And like, she was honestly amazing. And I love Zoe. I was yeah. like, okay. I'm like if I, even if I don't play, I got a bunch of free Mexico stuff. I got to go to this <laughs> and I got to like be there. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be the biggest hype man of Zoe. And so like, and honestly, I, well, playing time is great. I'm like, I'll get another opportunity. And so right. I'm, I decided like, I'm just going to cheer her on. Like she is older. She's wiser. I'm going to be the biggest hype man. I'm like, this is an experience that I get to go to maybe once in a lifetime, hopefully again soon. But um, no, I was just like, I'm going to be so super hype, just super like energetic, bring the energy from the sideline support in any way possible. And so when I did find out I was going to get to play, I was like, great, this is awesome. I get to play still. And so we ended up going for the first part of the tournament, every other quarter, which I, that I hated. I do not like splitting yeah. every other quarter. I would yeah. rather play halves. Same. Um, the head coach had a weird idea with it and it didn't really work, frankly, in my opinion. But um, I played, we switched off who started and then we played every other quarter. And then we slowly transitioned after, I think, Israel. We ended up, that was our last game doing that. Then we went to playing, no, it was Wales. And then we went to playing halves. And so I sat, we sat down with the coaches and we talked about what we could bring to the team each, basically. And they decided that I brought great energy. I brought a great second half energy. So like, yes, the defense is like bringing strong energy in the first half. Like I was there to bring the extra gas. Like I was like the secondary push at the end. Mm-hmm. And so I frankly don't care about starting. I don't think it's important. Um, I think bringing your skills to the team and where playing where the coach needs you to be and being that support role is the most important. So 
I was like, okay, I'll play second half. I'm going to bring the energy. I'm going to make some dope saves. I'm going to make sure even when our defense is tired, I can pick up that slack. I can pick up that energy and make the save. And so, um, honestly, I just dealt with it. I'm like, I get the opportunity to play regardless. Like that's, that's kind of like after my freshman year of high school, that's the mindset I've taken. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I get to play. I get to make saves. I get to chill. I get to be a goalie, but I'm also going to be supportive in any role possible. And so when I didn't get to start and I only played, I played every other quarter with Zoe. I'm like, all right, let's just get hyped. Let's just bring the energy when I can and be a member of the team. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. By the way, I, the quarter system, I'm not, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, at we, a minimum, you gotta go halves cause you, you just getting like started and then stopping and started and stopping. We were all confused. Is, yeah. Like, yeah. We, not, not we were a playing fan, Italy. Personally. We were playing Italy. I kept a shutout an entire quarter. Me and me and uh, Mazzullo. I love her. She's the, so nice. I still keep in contact with her. Um, we kept a shutout and then we lost. Both of us lost steam when the goalie switched out. Yeah, right. Like Zoe, Zoe was put in there really quick and it got messy. Um, but it ended up working out in our favor, luckily. But like, yeah, it was very jarring to the goalies. And so we would like try and warm each other up as best as we could before every quarter. But like, yeah, it was, mm, I didn't like it. And then yeah. like hearing announcers mention it too, we're like, we know, <laughs> yeah. we know it's, we it's a bad it. switch. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, Bella, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, you feel thank like we you. hit everything or do you got, so you got some more, some more topics you want to touch on? Um, not that I can think of. I'm just really thankful that I got to have this opportunity to sit down. Like I, I've looked at Lax Gully Rat since I was a kid. And so getting to sit down here, when you asked me to be on your podcast, I literally was like freaking out. I texted like all my friends. I'm like, guys, guess what? Like I have a goalie group chat with some friends from high, like from goalies around like the entire United States. I'm like, guys, guess what? Like I'm going to be on my goalie routes podcast. I'm so excited. And they're like, oh my God. Yeah. No, I just want to thank you for the opportunity. I am so grateful that I was in the position and I've been able to be in the positions to talk about what I've been doing and like my journey. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it's a great story. And I know you're yeah. also in the uh, Facebook group that I have and you help out quite a bit in there. So thank you so I much do. for participating yeah. and answering questions and sharing your experience in there. Cause yeah. not that many lacrosse goalies are out there, you know, it's a small tight knit community. Yeah. And I feel like we're all, we're all, all out there trying to help one another. It's a special community for sure. I feel like there's a different breed of goalies, like goalies, just we're different people. We are. Yeah. We are, we're a special, we're a special breed, right? We are the goalie. Yeah. We are the goalie. It's not many of us out there, uh, but we're awesome. So Bella, thank you for being so awesome. Thank you for coming on the show. If you had to leave the goalies mm-hmm. out there with one final piece of advice, what would that be? Be passionate in everything you do. Mm. If you end up quitting lacrosse after this year, find something else to be passionate about. Find your love, like find every day you wake up and you're like, I want to play lacrosse today. I want to paint today. I want to like read something like just find something you're passionate about and put your all into it, put your, your love, put your time and just keep fighting for it. Honestly, that's, that's all I could say. Vamos. Yeah, vamos. Yeah, all right. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that episode. That was Team Mexico goalie Bella McCullough. Awesome to chat with her. Awesome to hear her story and her excitement for this lacrosse goalie position that we all know, that we all love. Once again, hope you enjoyed that episode. End of January, beginning of February. Lacrosse season is literally around the corner. Next Saturday, the men's side starts up, and I think the week after that, the women's uh, has their first week of actual, real, live college lacrosse games. I'm super pumped. I know I got 17 goalies I've sponsored this year. I'll be super excited to uh, check them out, to watch them play, to look at their highlights, break down the saves that they've made. And if you want to learn from those 17 goalies, you can still do that. Head over to laxgoaliewrap.com college to pick up the college goalie training packs. I did a little NIL deal with these guys and gals 17 in total, and we put together some lacrosse goalie training for the youth, all virtual, but all amazing. It's such good stuff. Uh, check that out, laxgoalierat.com slash college. Hope you enjoyed that episode. We'll be back next week with another one. In the meantime, get out there, get some work in, do well, and be well. I'm Coach Damon. Take care. <laughs>
You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.